Welcome to episode 322 of Crack the Customer Code, where customer experiences go to get a facelift. Jeannie, I've told you once, I've told you twice, I've told you about a thousand times, but it now it's true. The machines are coming. <laughs> I think they've landed. <laughs> they've landed. They're not aliens, they're machines. We are creating our own destruction. It's not like it comes from, that's a whole different plot line than the aliens, which comes from out of nowhere. Well, either way, you've made me a more paranoid person about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, th they haven't replaced us yet, but there's a lot happening with automation in retail. So we are going to talk about that because... Uh, some interesting new stats and a lot of companies, you know, one of the things we've talked about is how fast this is happening. It's pretty darn fast. <laughs> and we're not even going to get into artificial intelligence today, which the speed with which that's changing is crazy. We're going to have to get back mm -hmm. to that one. But uh, right now, let's talk about automation in retail and restaurants, because uh, you've probably seen it. Touch screens are starting to appear everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just saw it recently when I uh, stopped at a McDonald's in downstate Illinois on my way to a client down there. So I was kind of surprised, honestly, because it was I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I was pretty, pretty surprised. But I ordered at the little touchscreen and then they brought the food to my table. Yes, Which they was actually did. kind of nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I've actually seen one of those screens before. And actually, it was in a McDonald's that was in a very small area uh, that I was, I, was, uh, I was on the road at the time. So it was not in a major metro. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, what prompted this was we saw an article that every McDonald's in Western New York uh, is going to have these touch screens by the end of the year. And yeah, of and course, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I bet that's, you know, that's what they announced, but it's probably a lot more across the United States and maybe all of North America. Who knows? Oh, certainly. This was a local uh, article. Um, so this was about Western New York. But yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's happening everywhere, of course. And you know, the big question that everybody has is, what is the impact that this is going to have on jobs, right? Mm -hmm. On retail jobs, um, you know, low-skilled labor. And you know, it, it's pretty interesting, I think. So I'd like to dig into that because it's really going to be how they use the technology. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to your point, McDonald's is swearing up and down. I don't know if they're technically swearing, but they're, uh, <laughs> you know, they're saying essentially that for us, it's actually not, we're increasing jobs. We're using this to change our service level. And you saw that they're delivering food to your mm -hmm. table, right? As opposed to you sitting at the counter and waiting on it, you ordered and somebody actually brought you uh, your meal. That's right. That's right. And I think that, the other thing that occurred to me when I was at the touchscreen was I was able to customize things and feel confident that that order was going to be printed out the right way. Um, and I can see that value to this as well as part of the customer experience, because how many times have you said uh, no mayo and you get something piled with all the mayo in the whole world? Right. <laughs> no, not extra mayo. No mayo. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to go back and it's a big pain. And then sometimes they, you know, if it's if it's not a place where people are particularly well trained, let's say they might say, well, it says it says mayo 
Like that's the no, answer, no. you know? <laughs> that's a whole separate podcast so, episode, Jenny. <laughs> but I'm saying like oh, the right, yeah. accuracy thing, I think is a value to it. And I, I'm not hearing that promoted, but I really, that's what occurred to me when I was customizing my salad, <laughs> that I could do that and feel confident that that's what I was going to get. Well, yeah, because you're you're able to proofread it. Do you know you should mess up next time you're uh, in a McDonald's, like mess up and try to go back and change it. I'm curious how easy that is. Mm. Right, change you, it. You hit you hit extra pickles instead of no pickles, and you're like oh. you're, you're doing your little proofing because that's what gave you the confidence. Was you're able to look at it and go, oh, that looks right, right to me. So you go right. back and you go, oh crud, I hit the wrong thing on pickles. So be curious to know how easy it is to update it. I uh, think it's pretty easy. Like I would, if, I would assume. Yeah, as long as it's not like you know, after the fact, but I think that, in fact, I recall something, I can't remember what it was, but I, I had to do that and it was very easy. So, um, I think that it gives customers a little more control. Now, frankly, I was in a McDonald's that had absolutely no line. There was nobody there. I'm, they only had one of these screens up. So I'm not sure if it's just a pilot to see if it's going to work or how they're going to handle it if there's a whole line of people because anybody who's been in a grocery store with somebody in front of them that isn't as savvy with the touch screen like right yes it can drive you insane in that moment and so i am curious how they're going to manage that um and maybe that's where this is about choice and this is about having people behind the counter who can help you if that's what you'd like so that doesn't go away but it allows different options so that it does reduce wait time. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things they mentioned in the article is that they are using it one to deliver to tables, but also to, you know, support the touchscreen, you know, which we've talked about before. I mean, that was even in my book, you know, that you have to have somebody to support the kiosk. Right. Right. Uh, right. Because otherwise you end up with all kinds of problems and particularly, you know, less tech savvy customers and, Tech savvy customers is one of the things that is driving this. And we'll just call them tech savvy customers because we've said the other word so many times. <laughs> millennials, millennials, millennials. But, uh, you know, they're driving this a lot, right? Because mm -hmm. they this is how they interact with the world a lot more than the generations before them. And the other thing is labor costs is going up. So McDonald's has been saying, look, this is really not a labor thing for us. We're, gonna, we're just shifting the labor to other things and mm -hmm. the experience thing. Uh, Wendy sort of said they were, yeah, and maybe this maybe what the, the PR department was saying versus what's said on an investment call. But, uh, <laughs> but, but Wendy said, you know, in, in the call with investors that you know, sort of the intersection of labor wage rates uh, that's making more sense to start d using automation for these repetitive production tasks. Right. Uh, yeah. And one right. So then, so one company basically says that they think automation is going to replace 16 million retail jobs in the next decade. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's like, it's hard because yes, those specific jobs might go away, but there might be totally different jobs around this automation, um, building it and installing it and repairing it and all sorts of things that we don't even know yet. And so there might not be, it might not, it's certainly not going to be a one-to-one -one replacement, but it we have to be a little careful saying all oh, these jobs are going to go away because new jobs will be happening as well. They're just going to be very different kinds of jobs.
Well, it's also you know what part of society's jobs are disappearing because right. what may happen, if, in, sort of in the case you just made, is five retail jobs may get replaced by one tech job. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. five jobs, you know, ten jobs that were for people with high school diplomas is going to are going to get uh, replaced by one job for somebody with a college degree. Right. Uh, yeah, and we're just hypothesizing there's going to be a lot of di- different variables to this, but that's one of the dynamics that could absolutely play out when you talk about technology and the support for technology. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, the other let's let's shift away from sort of the employment. Let's talk about the companies being competitive because now what happens when you're the corner, uh, you know, restaurant? Because I mean, Olive Garden's doing this, Panera, Applebee's, Chili's, mm-hmm. Subway's going all in. Um, yeah, this is ha- all the big chains, the, the companies with the resources and the scale to bring this technology in sooner mm-hmm. are starting to get ahead of the curve. So what happens to the corner restaurant and do they need to do this experience to create or to keep up competitively or do they need to just have such an amazing human experience? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think, Jenny? Well, I mean, I think that just like today. I mean, there are people who go to the local taco place because they know the people there and they know that it's all fresh and they, and maybe it's cash only and that's a pain, but they're willing to do that because it's so incredible. Um, I think those types of places will have to just keep delivering an exceptional experience in the ways that they can. But, you know, you brought up Panera and I've been a big fan of theirs and they have been experimenting with all sorts of ways to automate the experience. But what that's done, and I can, this is my experience, at least with Panera is, so it totally reduces wait time. Because if you have the app, you can even order in advance. Now they're they're experimenting with delivery, all sorts of things, but you can do so much in the app. But everywhere you go in a Panera right now, you have a choice where if you stand in line, they'll greet you at the counter, just like usual, they'll give you um, you'll give the name, they call out your name when your order's ready. Fine. And they give you the little buzzer. Um, or if you sit down at a table, there's a little badge on the table and it says you're at table 35. You can use our app to order or the kiosk. Yeah, I've seen that. I forgot about that. Um, it's great. Like I, I went there with a gaggle of children <laughs> and I was like, you know, let's find a table. I'll go get our food. What does everybody want? It's a big, you know, cacophony of orders. And we are just doing our <laughs> SP words today. And uh, when we sat down, I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm going to order from my phone and they're going to bring me the food. And that way I can go around the table and say, what would you like? What would you like? And put it right in. Everybody gets what they want. I'm not standing in line and also trying to keep an eye on again, a gaggle of children. <laughs> and um, it's just a much more pleasant experience. Now, they still need people who bring the food to the table and prepare the food and all of that. But to have that level of convenience was really meaningful to me in that moment. Well, so two things. One, do you do that thing where, you know, Renee and I do this. It's like, all right, you go get in line. I'm going to grab the table because there's only like three tables, two tables. Yeah. Uh, I'll text you my order, <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> if you know the restaurant. We do yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Uh, the other one, and this is a question I would have for you about the comp- uh, competition. If there was another you know, sort of direct competitor of Panera mm-hmm. and you were going out with your family and you let's say you like the food equally 
and your family like the food equally, would you go to Panera because of those technological options? Would you choose them over their direct competitor? Uh, I would say 80% yes. And I say 80% simply because I think there are other factors when you're making those choices, like all all other things being equal. Yeah, I uh, totally, totally we would. And part of that, again, is if you're what Panera has done so brilliantly, I think, is they are not a fast food restaurant. However, because they actually have real food that they well, it's called fast, fast casuals. Right. Say, fast casual. Yeah. But um, the fact that you can order in advance, the fact that you can plan out the time of it, the fact that you can have them bring it to your table or if you're taking it to go. I've done it, too, where I've ordered um, on my phone, walked into a Panera, grabbed the bag and leave. And it's fantastic. And so having all of those different options so that they're not excluding anybody. They're not saying, if you don't want to use a kiosk, we don't want to work with you. They're simply saying, you know what? Um, We think that you have the choice here. You can do what works for you. If you want to sit down and luxuriate in our free Wi-Fi um. <laughs> Luxuriate in our free wine. I'm literally going to put together a crossword puzzle from this episode. <laughs> then, you know, you're welcome to do that. But if you want to get in and out, we have ways for you to do that too. Um, that's Jeannie, the- have you ever received calumny from a frontline associate <laughs> due to you, you're taking their station for too long? <laughs> uh, that one I might have to look up. Um, I, can play, I can play this game too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying. I, I really. I know so it was pretty um, funny. <laughs> so, anyway, I think what that shows is that automation doesn't have to replace everything. It's it's one of the ways that you can offer a choice for your customers based on who your customers are and their real lives, which is important too. So, yay Panera! Let's talk about real lives, Jeannie. So I'm going to get, you know what I'd like to do once in a while? I'd like to give our listeners a little behind the scenes look of how, you know, we cook the tofu here at mm. Crack the Customer Code. And let me just tell everybody, I'm in Florida, Jeannie's in Chicago. I am an hour ahead of her. So she's been talking about food for like 10 <laughs> minutes now. And I'm all, we, we often uh, do this right before lunch. So I'm always starving. So this has been, this has been a very passive aggressive recording for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry. Should I keep talking about like yeah, delicious salads uh, and yeah, all the you. vegan <laughs> options at Panera? There we go. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, all right, Janie. So what's our takeaway from this? Besides the obvious takeaway that we're now putting the machines in the places where we eat. <laughs> you understand this, right? We yes. are giving the machines control over the food supply little by little. Oh my gosh. I'm here just it comes. saying. Here I'm it just comes. saying. Listen, <laughs> listen here, Sarah Connor. If get you with, if you would like to receive paranoid texts from Adam, <laughs> feel free hey. to sign up for his newsletter. The robots are here. <laughs> All right. well, well, yeah, I'm exaggerating for fun, but hey, e- even Elon Musk came out on my side. On this I thing. know he's he's been there for a while, though. He's he's one of the ones sounding the alarm. He was like, um, as Adam says. Yes, that's exactly that's, <laughs> that's the exactly, quote I heard. That was the quote you heard, right? <laughs> uh, well, I think that basically automation isn't something to be afraid of. I think it's something to really look at. How does it fit in the customer journey in a way that makes sense? for your customers and for your employees. Absolutely. And you, 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 at least at this point, you 
absolutely need humans in the process. And if you can use it as an experience enhancer, as mm-hmm. opposed to a labor replacer, you're going to put yourself in a position of competitive advantage. There now, Jeannie, go. I'm just going to say this. Uh, we don't have robots here. You're going to have to take us away manually. Oh, man. Sorry. Um, we need we need to automate this business. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the humans here at Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. Of course, if you love C-Suite Radio, check out C-Suite TV for all sorts of business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand at csuitetv.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet to Crack the Customer Code, please take a minute and do that for us because you don't want to miss great episodes like this. We might have robots on the show. You never know. Yeah, you never know. And you never know how many more episodes you're really going to get before the Skynet becomes self-aware. So That's you know, true. That's we're true. On a, we're, on, we're on a timeline here, people. <laughs> I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and find our customer experience resources at cxcontent.com. And I'm Adam Tepork, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and our virtual training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.